The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Our Lady said September 2nd, 2015, I will teach you truth that you may know how to discern. After 30 years now plus apparitions, she comes in 2015 and says, I will teach you truth. Why? What's the purpose of it? Because we need to realize and see what's going on around us. I already said February 2nd, 2012, you continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you and do not want to see where it is going without my son. These are strong words. If you go before the election, our last election, in 2012, Our Lady said August 2nd, 2011, 
As individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and to destroy it. Things are going to happen. And that was 2011. She adds, but according to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. Why do you heal something? Because it's sick. And if something's so sick, the Holy Virgin Mary has to come down in 1981 and in 2011, almost three decades, around three decades later plus, it's telling after all these apparitions, the world still needs healing. Just our presence seems like that'd be enough. But these messages tell us many things and reveal many things to us. And when we look at our election now, where we are, and where we were then, Our Lady added on this February 2nd, 2012 message, a year of election that was going to follow that. This is February. A few months later, November would be the election of Obama. And after she says, you continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you and do not want to see where it is going without my son. And then she has a few sentences later, my children, pride has come to rule. The year before, Satan basically, she calls it evil, wants to rule. Do you think that had anything to do with our elections? I maintain and said before, long before, that Obama was an agent of Satan. I still stand behind that. We have many evils happening. A lot of people scoffed at that point, like that's too strong. But now you can see it. If you're discerning truth, if you're listening to Our Lady, if you look around you and don't be deaf and blind, you can see these things. And many still, even in Medjugorje, don't want to see which way the world's going without our son. But there's things happening that's countering this evil. And that's our read today. The name of this article is called Nationalists and Populists Poised to Dominate European Balloting. The region is entering an election supercycle in which anti-immigrant parties are likely to score substantial gains. As Europeans assess the fallout from the UK's Brexit referendum, they face a series of elections that could equally shake the political establishment. In the coming 12 months, four of Europe's five largest economies have votes that will almost certainly mean serious gains for the right-wing populists and nationalists. Once seen as fringe groups, France's National Front, Italy's Five Star Movement, and the Freedom Party in the Netherlands have attracted legions of followers by tapping discontent over immigration, terrorism, and feeble economic performance. The Netherlands should again become a country of and for the Dutch people, says Everett Davelar, a Freedom Party backer who says immigrants don't share Western and Christian values. Even Europe's most powerful politician, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, is under assault, 
the Anti-Immigrant Alternative for Germany Party, has drained support from Mrs. Merkel's Christian Democrats in recent state and local elections, capitalizing on discontent over Germany's refugee crisis. In Austria, the far-right Freedom Party has a shot of winning the presidency in balloting set for December 4th, after an election in May that the Freedom Party narrowly lost was annulled because of irregularities in vote counting. The populists are deeply skeptical of European integration, and those in France and the Netherlands want to follow Britain's lead and quit the European Union. Political risk in Europe is now far more significant than in the United States, says AJ, the head of Macro Research in Barclays. There's a second test of populist muscle on December 4th when Italy holds a referendum on the constitutional changes proposed by the government of Prime Minister Matteo Renzi. Five Star is the leading opposition to the government's plan to cut the number of seats in Parliament's upper chamber and limit its power. The big winner could be the Five Star Movement, which could increase its 14% share of parliamentary seats, he says. Five Star probably wouldn't gain sufficient backing to form a government, but would have enough seats to deny any other party a solid majority. That scenario underscores what may be the biggest risks of the nationalist groundswell. In heaven, there was a culling. There became two sides, one of light and darkness. They were all amalgamated before that happened. We've got something stirring in the world that's very interesting. You just heard Italy, France, Netherlands, and Germany, and there's other countries are voting in, or outsiders are coming in and getting and gaining strength. You think this is connected to Medjugorje? Heaven was divided at one point. This division is to unite those two polarized sides to see where they're going to stand. And in Italy, I think the article just said, Bruce was reading, they're wanting to vote and stop some of the Senate seats and reduce them because they know they got so many numbers that they can take over. So the Italian president is trying to vote to block this and to lower the number of seats so they don't lose the power. In Brazil, the largest metropolitan region, a mayor is running and he's self-funding. He's a billionaire and he's an outsider. Does that sound familiar? Is it not strange to you that all across the world this is what's happening? We're seeing pushback. We're seeing uniting. We're seeing people who are fed up with what's going on. And that comes from prayer. That comes from discernment. It comes from truth. And we see this. We see hatred toward our candidates, or really, really actually Trump right now, just a strange hatred toward what he stands for. And really a hatred toward the people who are for him. Why is that? God's actions across the world are evident are getting people outsiders 
that is a phenomenon that's showing up. I started seeing this eight, nine months ago. That's not explainable, except these things are tied to Medjugorje. You see, God gets in politics. He has to be involved in the world affairs. Nothing's by chance, and we're not going to get anybody in office except what we deserve. And so if we're praying for the healing of our countries, and our lady gave that message I just said, for the healing of the world, it wasn't just the United States, but according to God's will, all together with my son, we can change everything and heal the world. It's not the president's, but it's us who appeal to it, who then God gives us who he can act through. So there's some mighty things taking place right now. This Brazil thing is just one more case that I've seen over and over and over and looking at what's taking place across the world that an outsider's coming in, just like it is in the United States, to turn everything upside down. Because everything needs to be turned upside right. We've been upside down for a long time. And so we have this taking place, and then we have the voter fraud issue. There was no issue just a few weeks ago. Right before the debate, there was no issue. And suddenly it's an issue. Suddenly we have Obama and Clinton freeing like they're shocked and outraged that Trump would make and dare question the integrity of our voting polar stations where we vote. This doesn't surprise me because we talked about this years ago. We saw it coming. And one thing you can do is learn truth so that you can discern. What we see is an over-explanation and a reaction to Trump's issues about voter fraud, which I'm convinced and believe before he even brought it up and talked about this years ago. This was going to happen in this election. And it happened in the last election. You say, how do you know that? We'll get into some of that. But we've got a clip of Obama saying that there's no voter fraud. This is not happening. He so over-explains this that he reveals a clear discernment of covering up. I've not bought into the lie that these polls are showing Clinton so much ahead. They're doing this with purpose. The only explanation opposition to that is saying, well, it's a psychological effect so that Trump people won't go vote. I'm trying to explain this to you. I'm not advocating what you do or what I'm going to do personally voting. I want you to see the situation so you can discern it. When all these posts keep showing things ahead, when Trump has 10,000 people in a building yesterday and 7,000 people outside waiting to get in, and Kane's at another place and he has only 30 people, which is Hillary's VP, vice president, he only has 30 people show up. When Trump goes somewhere and there's 20,000 people, only 200 with Hillary, what does that tell you? Have you not got discernment? And yet the polls keep saying, well, Hillary's ahead. It's not a psychological thing to make you not go to the polls. It's to cover up stealing the election. So that when it's stolen, we can say, well, the polls showed it. It was so close. Did you know in 2012... Mitt Romney was eight points ahead of Obama in the election. One week before that, everybody forgets these things. And then all the talk show hosts, everybody was writing and saying that 
3% in error, he's got it. And everybody said, it's a guaranteed. And then Obama wins. Does that make sense to you? Something wasn't right. And we'll go in further to explain that in a little bit. But our ladies here want us to see things and the world around us, and they won't be deaf and blind to what's happening. The problem is we do not know our enemy. You may know yourself. And as we've quoted for years, through they for the first shot and over and over, that you have to know yourself and your enemy. Your enemy, if they're going to steal an election, would put points and polls up way ahead of what it should be, then bring it close to it so that if once they steal it, they can say, well, it was so close. It's garbage. We got a clip of Obama. You listen real closely how he's talking. Because they're saying, there's no voter fraud. This is no big deal. They're making it a big deal. They're friending shocked. They're saying this is not, that they're, they're so trying to convince people there's no voter fraud because there is voter fraud. They are admitting it by the way they are over defending the accusations, as they say, because they're being exposed. You can tell a liar when they go on and on and on and on. And yet they say it's not an issue. There's no voter fraud. Then why are you arguing back? Why are you worried about it? Listen to Obama and ask yourself the question, why is he so worried that there's the implication of voter fraud? We just read today that since yesterday in Texas when it opened up, over two dozen cases, it's 24 people, have said they voted for Trump the review of the vote showed Hillary Clinton after Trump that disappeared and then Clinton's name came up. And this is just a little miscule thing we're hearing. How do you explain that? Be very observant. Don't be deaf and blind. Be very observant of what you're about to hear. And listen how he explains this. And you tell me that he goes to such great lengths to saying there's no voter fraud except he exposes the fact that it is that they are doing something. The Donald's already whining that the vote's going to be rigged before the game's even over. We are, we're just starting to vote now. He's already like, oh, the game's rigged. Except today he said, of course, it's not rigged if I win. I mean, this, you know, and by the way, I will say, all, all the Republicans have, have, not all, but most, have, have, have acknowledged there's, there's no way to rig an election in a country this big. I, I'm, I don't know if Donald Trump's ever been to an actual polling place where you have Democrats and Republicans who are in charge of taking the votes. But, you know, he doesn't even worry if what he says is true. This is just about him worried that he's losing. Which means he really doesn't have what it takes to hold this job. Because I will tell you, there's a lot of time in this job where things don't go your way. And when you suggest, but, but, but I, I, I've made this point before, I want to repeat it here. This is more than just the usual standard Lie. Because when you suggest rigging or fraud without a shred of evidence, 
When last night at the debate, Trump becomes the first major party nominee in American history to suggest that he will not concede despite losing the vote, and then says today that he will accept the results if he wins. That, 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 is, that is not a joking matter. No, 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 I want everybody to pay attention here. That is dangerous. Because when you try to sow the seeds of doubt in people's minds about the legitimacy of our elections, that undermines our democracy. Then you're doing the work of our adversaries for them. Because our democracy depends on people knowing that their vote matters. That those who occupy the seats of power were chosen by the people. Even when your preferred candidate loses, even when you are the one who's running and you lose, you've got to see the bigger picture and say that here in America, we believe in democracy and we accept the will of the people. And this whole notion of voter fraud, listen, one study shows that out of one billion votes cast, there were, exact, there, there were 31 proven cases of voter fraud. 31 out of a billion. You are luckier to get, you, you are much likelier to get struck by lightning than to have somebody next to you commit voter fraud. You, you'd, you'd win the Powerball. And so that's why I'm glad to see Republicans coming out and saying that kind of talk is nonsense. I mean, after all, in Florida here, you've got a Republican governor. Well, don't boo. Booing gets you nowhere. You've got Republican governors in battleground states like Ohio and North Carolina and Georgia and Nevada and Iowa and Texas and Arizona. Are they all in on this rigging? They're not going to rig the election for Hillary Clinton. So what do you think? If there's no voter fraud, why do you go such lengths of going on and explaining, explaining? He says 31 cases out of a billion. First of all, we don't have any, that many people in the country. We only have like 300 plus million, almost 400 million people or so. And not even near that votes on the elections. So if the study he's talking about, referring to, anybody can get a study. It depends on who's paying for the study for the results. We know that. And we can go on and on about this, but we don't want to give rhetoric. We want to give truth. And there's no voter fraud going on. Why do you have a president of the United States going on and on and on and then others doing the same thing? James O'Keefe has gone on to cover with videos and exposed many people with different things. He had two Democratic Party operatives who have now lost a job cheerfully describing openly on camera how they proudly were discussing how to game the system and was cheated. To get innumerable fraudulent voters to the polls and pull off a foolproof prosecution proof rigged election. That's a reality. Obama didn't bring that up. 
I will teach you truth that you may know how to discern. You say this all sounds unspiritual. This doesn't sound Medjugorje. This doesn't sound, why don't you just talk about the messages? Why are we entering into these things? Because our lady said, February 2nd, you continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you and do not want to see where it's going without my son. She wants us healed. As individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and destroy it. But according to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. And these candidates and people are getting a position as a result of our prayers, not as a result of them. We've been responded. Thank you for responding. Something's got to change. The world has to change. With my son, you can change everything and heal the world. So we do have to have people that are the most unlikely people to be where they are. Just like David was the most unlikely one to be king. Or Nicholas Bernazar, who wasn't a follower of the Jewish God, saved the Jews repeatedly. Where's your discernment? In all these situations, there's no voter fraud. Everybody heard the story about Eric Holder who was attorney general, former attorney general, that his name was used to be vote in the last election two years ago, the off election. And a guy went in there and videoed himself using Eric Holder's name. And they didn't create a photo ID or anything. And he did it. This is prevalent. And yet Obama said, this doesn't happen. But just him over-explaining, over-defensively tells you everything. Well, earlier when we were listening to Obama speak about this, we went to, they fired the first shot because in 2012, or actually the beginning of 2012, uh, you had already started to write and lay out some of the things that had kind of, that were spelled out and they fired the first shot. And around April or May, you had gotten to the section, I think it's about chapter 15 or so, you had gotten to a section where you're talking about Obama and his authority, and you, you posed some questions. And I'm, I'm going to read some of the questions that were posed. And this is from They Fired the First Shot. If you want to look this up, this is on page 139. But you posed this question, Are we to be so trusting, so naive, to believe that the November 6, 2012 election will be an honest election. And then you go and you explain some of the things that he's done. And then you pose another question. Will Obama just leave office if he truly does not get the votes? That is the big question. Will he, through hook and crook, get the votes no matter how many votes another candidate gets? Now, this is pretty unprecedented because nobody was saying anything about this, especially in April, May of 2012. Nobody was saying anything about this. Uh, and and as a matter of fact, I know that there are some, you can go back, I think, and listen to some of the Medjinomics broadcast around the time of the election and you bring up because this whole thing blew up about Benghazi 
this whole thing. His ratings were so poor. You just mentioned that Mitt Romney had the uh, eight point lead on this and, and yet he still loses the election. And I distinctly remember you saying in it, and I'm pretty positive that it was on a Medjinomics broadcast. You said Benghazi is for one reason to cover up him stealing the election. What, what made you so sure that that was actually what was taking place? Well, our lady said, I'll teach you to discern. I want to teach you the truth to discern. And you take son too, know yourself and know your enemies. What would they do? We know that Trayvon Martin was a cover-up for an executive order that was passed on a Friday evening that Monday morning, a stale news story of Trayvon Martin being shot comes out all across the nation and continues for months to cover up the executive order. We've watched these things. We pray through these things. We see these things. Evil wants to come to rule. You say, well, why are we always in there? We should just be going to Mass. We should just be praying. No, we're going to be observant. Our Lady said, observe carefully the signs of the times. We're supposed to be in the know. We're not supposed to be ignorant. We're not supposed to have our head in the sand because it will require our collaboration with God when he gives us an opportunity. Just like the story you've heard about the helicopter come, the boat came, the guy with the on the roof was flooded, the water's rising on his house. He had many opportunities to be rescued, and then he's in the water, and he complains to the guy, why is he doing this? He said, I, I tried to save you three times. So we've got an opportunity right now. And it's very obvious what's taking place. It's very obvious there's no, in fact, is there something else you can read in there? Well, there's a, there was a couple of things because you, you, you brought this up several times. And again, I want to reiterate, this is April and May of 2012. No one, we, we, have, we haven't even had, we didn't even have the Republican primary yet. We didn't even have a candidate yet. So this is not anywhere close to being on the radar of people thinking an election could get stolen. It's like almost unprecedented to think about this. But you said, you asked another question. You said, do you think if the opponent who runs against Obama wins, that it is beyond the powers that be to come up with, through whatever means possible, the votes for Obama over what the opponent received. And so you wrote about some of the things just about Obama himself and some of the reasons why you kind of came to those conclusions at the time. But then you say this, and this was, these were, the, these were some of the things that were kind of more that kind of amplify this whole situation at this point in time. Because further, further in the book on page 233, you said you weren't asking questions. You were just saying this definitively. You said, there are no plans for Obama to be defeated in his second bid for the White House, again, no matter the vote. And then you said, this is on page 236, you said, we are foolishly observing what Obama is taking in authority about some of the things that you had brought up already in the book by this point, and not seeing that his re-election efforts will be filled with abuses of our electoral process. And then you continued, who can doubt that there will be massive fraud 
in the election process to keep Obama in a second term when the first term set him up to have dictatorial power. And this was the part that was pretty unbelievable. Will he, Obama, then have the ability to stay in office after his second term and the power to do whatever he wants done to go into a third term and, if not stopped, his executive orders, laws, regulations, and his actions can allow him to take a permanent term. Where are we sitting now in this point in history after hearing these words? Where are we in this whole process? Well, I'd say one of the conclusions was that is that as a senator, Obama voted to have part of the hospital, a comfort room, I think he titled it, for babies who were born that stayed alive after an abortion, a botched abortion. And because they found the babies laying dead, I think it was a nurse by the name of Still. It was uh, Jill Stanick. Jill Stanick. Found the babies alive in closets where they let them wither and die. So his solution was to make these comfort rooms. And they put a rocking chair in there and some music. And the nurse would take the aborted baby and hold it and rock it till it died. And he was for this. He praised this. And my comparison that if somebody like this, Obama, who's for this and supported this, promoted it and voted, voted it in, would do that, stealing an election is nothing. There's nothing he won't do. That's why I say he's an agent of Satan. He's in darkness. Yes, you always pray for your enemies, but you're not stupid to your enemies. If you know them, you know what they're going to do. So I knew he was going to do this. And we know that there was several hundred thousand writing votes or mail votes through Ohio that got swung. We know that we listened live to Florida after the polls closed in Florida. And they said that their people were lining up and making a circle and revoting and revoting and revoting all the way to 12 midnight. That's documented. They're reporting this live. And so we have a first time a president which most of them want to get out of Washington after four years, and especially after eight years. Reagan did it. Bushes did it. Everybody's done it. Clinton even did it. That he's bought a house in Washington. Because Clinton is his reign. If she gets in, he's in a third term. And he's got so much on her, he can make her do whatever he wants to do. He's not going to give up his power. And we didn't have the scenarios or the the foreseeable things we can see now clearly, look around you, my children. We didn't have those things. But through discernment, I could see that. And so thus I could write this five years ago. And I'm I'm convinced Mitt I was I was disappointed that nobody brought up about that election being stolen. Nobody challenged this. And that Mitt Romney himself doesn't challenge this. But the good side of it is it's polarized us. It's pushed us in a corner. And people are praying. We're praying for our nation. We went to independence halls. We've had thousands of prayers. We're doing novenas. And those things are some point of this causation, there's going to be an effect. Causation causes an effect. And so we are rallying together. 
We are united together. And there is division, even the ranks of the evangelicals, like I talked about, mentioned that was a couple of weeks ago. Among Catholics, there's a division. Among believers and non-believers, there's a division. And all of them are going to one side toward truth. The others are going toward more untruths. So we've got something strange that's happened October 13th. That's Our Lady's Feast Day of Fatima, the miracle of the sun. Obama is at the end of his presidential time for this four years. And right here at the end of it, he starts an executive order. And it's bizarre. It's called Coordinating Efforts to Prepare the Nation for Space Weather Events. And the whole thing is strange because we have the miracle of the sun and they're talking about solar flares and how to do this and do that, how we're going to take charge and set up in preparation, basically to give the ability to have martial law. Is that going to happen? I think it's strange that he only got, he only really has a couple more months of his presidency that he does an executive order. Why not just go through Congress? Why not just pass this as a bill? It doesn't even make sense. It seems what we could tell that it's tied to climate change, a lot of that, and also to take executive and statutory authority of all functions, all infrastructures, and not even call it an emergency. In other words, they want to predict a solar flare or something come or some kind of comet. A comet? You're going to protect it like the weather? It says this includes a prediction and notification of space weather events. For what? To enact power, what they did in 2012, the National Defense Resource Preparedness, as that was March 16, 2012, that's a Friday. Trayvon Martin breaks open Monday. So we're going into a lot of secular things, but, but to understand spiritually where the world is without God, we see evil wants to come to rue. And then we see where our lady says pride has come to rue. We're in a crisis. He said, Obama, in this clip, this is more than just a standard lie. If Trump said that and it's a lie, why are you worried about it? Just be thoughtful, people. Think about this. Because everybody's out there. The Republicans against Trump are out there saying this is crazy about this voter fraud. This is not going to happen because some Republicans don't want Trump there because they in the game the same way with the Democrats are. We're in an epic battle right now. And you better be praying. And you better be observant. And you don't have to sit there and watch the TV for it. Pull the speeches of what they said. Look what happened when you sleep. It was all about don't trust the media. Go to what the individual who's saying what they're saying, and you read and you discern it. You don't need Sam Donaldson, who's out of the picture now, or Megyn Cayley and all these people to interpret things for you. You're in prayer. You've got the cognition. You know we're in an epic battle of August 2nd, 1981. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. Bruce telling me right before this that there's reports now that they're putting ISIS, is putting children in machines that need bread to kill them. And what would you say the other thing was? That they were uh, putting some of the adults into the baking ovens and baking them to death. Yeah. So do you hear that? Now, you got to go dig for these things. 
it's out there. There's so much stuff out there that we can't even report on because it's unmentionable on a program like this. This is a presentation to you to search for truth and see where we need to go from there. Frank? Yeah, I think that this is uh, one of the reasons that Trump is hated by so many in the establishment is because he will speak against these things and speak the truth against these things. I think it's, it's obvious that the, the polls are false because you look at the rallies and Clinton just doesn't draw like, like Trump does. And so there was a, a similar situation that's went on for years, and we've talked about it in the silver market that J.P. Morgan and Deutsche Bank and others were manipulating the silver market. Of course, they said, you know, that, that it's not true. It's a conspiracy theory and so on. Well, a couple of weeks ago, Deutsche Bank settled uh, out of court for $38 million for manipulating the silver market. And so we do live in this particular time where uh, a lot of these things are controlled for the purpose of those that have usurped our monetary system and have the power to control these things. And so it's it's interesting when Our Lady says that we can heal the world, and it's interesting to me, of course, that silver has these antibacterial healing principles. The, the rich kid was born with a silver spoon in his mouth because when the baby was sick, the rich had silverware that they could feed on a silver spoon and to kill the bacterial infection. And so silver can also heal our financial situation. We're caught up in this, you know, monetary system that's not true. It's based on, you know, the ability to create and manipulate markets in, in, in the whole economy. And so silver can heal us personally, financially, and then, of course, devotion to the miraculous meadow can heal us spiritually. So, you know, I think this is a very important part of, of what we do now to get completely out of the, the paper system, traditional investments, and this is what we're here for. And uh, we think it's a very important time that those that need us call us at Global Silver. I can give my information for those that like to speak to us. You can reach us toll-free. 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And be sure to contact Frank to get information, more information on the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje around. A friend of Medjugorje just spoke at length through the course of this broadcast about the prospects of voter fraud and that that's highly likely to take place. And he already had spoken about the several months back of what was going to be happening in this coming election. And what Frank just mentioned is that fraud has been taking place at the monetary system for many years now. And so you have right now in the world a very unstable, unstable environment. You have, uh, as a friend of Medjugorje said, it was, I believe it was a week or two ago on the Medjugorje broadcast that the next president is going to undergo a great period of time of crisis and that who you're really electing is the person that can best crash the plane. And so for that kind of environment, for that kind of climate that we're about to enter into, it's important that you do contact Frank and be sure to make sure that you at least take proper precautions toward helping to protect what you've worked your whole life for. These next four years are going to be dark years. 
we're very likely to see the secrets through this. And so for all these countries, we just heard about the presidents who's coming from outsiders and the timetable of heaven and what's coming on with the secrets being released and the events that's taking place. Why would it not be important who is going to be holding the office? Because when I say about crashing a plane, crashing a plane, not to just crash it, it's going to be some crashes. Who can do that with the least casualties? Who can pull it back out and return things to peace? Yvonne just had an apparition on the mountain, uh, October 21st, where a lady appeared for seven minutes. And a lady said, Dear children, also today I desire to call you to perseverance in prayer. Pray, dear children, for peace. For peace. May peace come to reign in people's hearts, because from a peaceful heart, a peaceful world is born. Thank you, dear children, for also today having responded to my call. We spoke this at Independence Hall. And that was a week later. What was said before that was just spontaneous that the world won't have peace until the family has peace. And the world's peace comes through the family. Here is a lady comes and says this about peace one week later. And doesn't mean, oh, it's going to be peace. It means we're in crisis. And that's why she says something strange when she says, pray to your children for peace, for peace. We're in trouble. You need to be observant. You need to realize where we're headed and be very observant of everything secular and spiritual and conquer as an apostle people to bring him to holiness and to God. And as our Lady's Apostles, we wish you our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Medjugorje. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.